Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Opinions and Buttholes. Everyone's got one. I'm Jake. I'm Matt. Let's talk about it. You better ask somebody. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm your host, Jake. I'm here with my co-host. What's up? It's Matt. Yeah, man. Uh, So we did, I wanted to talk about the episode we did in Vegas because I listened back to it after you dropped it. And then we did another one last Saturday that'll be out before this one. And uh, that one was on our trip, which was so much fun to talk about. And yeah, we just, and, we just did a recap. And pretty much told you we everything did. we did in Vegas. Yeah. So, I mean, it was so much fun, but. Matt cleaned up the one from the interview with his mom and his brother, and we dropped that one. And uh, that one, <coughs> in my opinion, by far was our best episode yet. If you haven't listened to that one, you got to go back and listen to that one. It it's, was funny. It was so fun. It was intriguing. It was knowledgeable. It was fun. It was yeah. dark at some points. We tried to lighten it back up. I mean, we went through every spectrum that a podcast could go through on that episode. And I was driving around up north listening to it and i was just laughing man i was having such a ball <laughs> was, listening to it it was so good and like <clears> i said you know i don't listen to it to hear my own voice i listen to it to make sure it's good for everyone that listens to us um but that episode was by far my favorite episode it was a lot of fun yeah the way you and uh the way you and ben bantered back and forth on there and stuff <laughs> and the way you kept harping on them i mean that's what big brothers are supposed to do yeah i mean it was so much fun to hear it and to hear your mom laughing in the background when you're talking to him like that. Like it was just, it was so much fun. It's a great episode. If you guys want to listen to that one, uh, that was from this one. It was two episodes ago. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, it was so good. That was so, so much for fun. our first, uh, I guess, official interview format. Yep. Like actually asking, interviewing somebody, asking them questions and asking them to promote, come, they, they're coming on to promote their stuff. Yep. So I think all in all, it was, it was a really good episode for being, especially being our first, yeah, our first interview like and, that, and telling us their aspirations, you know, or their inspirations, their uh, their goals, telling us about their past and how they came to be where they're at. I mean, yeah, I, I think that me and Matt asked the most relevant questions we could, and we kept the banter going, and we kept the conversation going well enough, and so did uh, Susan and Ben very much. So kept the conversation going with us and it was just non-stop conversation it was just a perfect episode yeah we didn't have any i didn't have to edit out any gaps any weird like uh awkward silence or it anything was just like that it, it was it was perfectly done it was well done and uh i i i do think it was our best episode yet so please listen to it yeah yeah give that a listen and uh, you can check them out they they give out their their social and their email and stuff you can check out what they're about yep and uh as far as the last episode that just dropped our trip to Vegas, I mean, enough said. It was a trip to Vegas. I yeah. mean, you can't beat that. Yeah, you can't beat Vegas. I mean, unless no. unless you gamble away your your rent, yeah, which right? you shouldn't be. I probably did. Doing. But uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and you know, we talked about going to the haunted museum and stuff. This week my wife got four books on serial killers. Yeah, because we we saw some really cool stuff there in that serial killers room. Yeah, and it really inspired her to buy books and read books. <laughs> you should have just told her to listen to our, our episode on serial killers. Yeah, right. I should have. <laughs> yeah, it's all in there. 
But I kind of want to read the books she's got too. She yeah, got she one got some on, good uh, books. She got one on John Wayne Gacy, Ed Gein, um, Richard Ramirez, and <laughs> Jack Kevorkian, which are three. Well, Jack Kevorkian's not a serial. He's not killer. a serial killer. He's <clears throat> they just they labeled him that because he's he's attributed to killing so I don't many know how people, many, but a lot of people. They were assisted suicides, and people were going to go out regardless. Yeah, and they and they wanted him to do that. He just helped them along. He's not a serial killer, but because he pushed the button or pushed the plunger, whatever, he whatever, did. however he was doing turned that. on the oxygen, <clears throat> made him euphoric or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he, he his he injected the mixer, his cocktail that he developed, and he assisted their death. And for that, they label him a serial killer, but he's not a serial killer at all. No, because he wasn't fine. He wasn't actively looking for victims to just like oh that guy no people that. came to him and said yeah. would you kill me please yeah <laughs> you know like, i'm suffering i mean it's people who are like i'm suffering so much imagine I how many imagine how many more pain. bodies john wayne gacy would have had if a bunch of people would have could hey could you kill me john <laughs> <laughs> he would have had bodies galore he wouldn't have had to hide nothing yeah you know yeah people would have just been walking up i mean yeah jack of working is not a serial killer but his book does look interesting uh, all them books she got look pretty interesting. Yeah, that might be interesting. To that was a that was a fun episode to recap our vacation. Uh, it was such a fun trip, and uh, um, having Matt's mom and brother on an episode where we did an interview with them, yeah. it was so much fun. And the episode turned out so well, and I couldn't have been more happy with how it all happened. Yeah, same here. It was it was great. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I texted Matt and I said, I think that's our best episode yet. And he says, I'm about to listen to it. I said, it's effing good. <laughs> yeah. I said, it, it was so much fun. <clears throat> so today is Veterans Day. Um, It's November 11th and it's Veterans Day. And we yep. figured we'd record an episode for Veterans Day. Just like, just like we did for uh, Memorial Day. Yep. Uh, we had the day off from work. Because of the snow, we didn't get any trailers. So we figured we'd sit here and knock out an episode for Veterans Day, um, which is near and dear to my heart. I love it. Um, it it's it's kind of weird to say it's near and dear to my heart because it's a day where people appreciate what I did. But yeah. every day I appreciate what veterans do. you know. But it's the one day of the year that veterans like myself can, you know, be honored and appreciated for the sacrifices we made and uh and my chance to honor them also so let's uh <clears throat> clarify for our listeners and because we talked about memorial day which is in celebration <clears throat> of all who have passed yes so veterans day is because i know we i think we talked about that in that episode i'm like pretty that, sure we did when someone someone on memorial day says thank you for your service and i mean you really say tell them thank you but uh, this is for kind of yeah. remind them this is for everybody who who it's for my friends that died over yeah, there who died yeah <clears throat> no so. and and that that is a huge um thing that people kind of don't understand yeah and sometimes they get that a little mixed up until they're told you just kind of lump them all on the same day you have armed forces day i think that's in uh may sometime armed forces day that's when you honor all the people that are serving or have served um you honor them for the sacrifices they are doing. That's for present day military, not for people that have served, but people that are serving. Okay. That is um, uh, Armed Forces Day. And then you have Memorial Day, which is usually at the end of May, which is 
to honor the fallen, the people that have sacrificed their lives for this country. That's what that day is for. And a lot of people, you know, in today's world, the woke nation don't see it as just military. They're like, well, I'm going to honor everyone that died. Well, that's not really what it's for, but, you know, knock yourself out. Do whatever <laughs> you want to do. But that day is set aside to honor the men and women that sacrificed their lives for this country. Yeah. And then Veterans Day, November 11th, is a day to honor the men and women that are still alive, that are serving and have served, um, and show your respect for what they do. I mean, since Vietnam, there hasn't been a draft. And most people don't really comprehend the fact that there's not a draft because you have people that volunteer to fight for your rights and your constitution and your freedoms. Yeah, we're not like some of the European nations or Korea, which have, have I mean, England has mandatory. Yeah. Two-year service. Mandatory service. So, I mean, I I don't see a problem with that. Well, that's what happened to BTS. That's why they're not performing right now. They all have yeah, to do their two-year mandatory their, service. They got to do their, their service. <clears throat> I don't think it's a bad idea, but we are a country of freedom. You have the right to choose. So you don't have to do two years mandatory. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad idea for any young child coming out of high school to do two years or three years of service and see how you like it. Because, you know, I like I talked about in, in Vegas on the episode with your mom and uh, brother, I got in a lot of trouble when I was a teenager. You know, I a lot of trouble. And I had a I had a juvenile record. And it played hell on me getting a job after high school. Yeah. And, you know, once the Marines denied me and then the Air Force and then the Navy and then the Army finally said, we'll see what we can do. It still took 10 months for me to try to make a living until I left for the service or to find out if I could get in or not. I mean, it was still, <clears throat> I couldn't just go apply for a job because I had a juvenile record and they did background checks and they stopped expunging them through 21. So I wouldn't have even had a good job till I was 21. You know, it was hard for me to make money, and that's why I made the choice to go into the service because I knew that if I could get in, I could change my life. And I think it's a great opportunity for any young person to do, you know, if you've been in trouble or if you don't have anything lined up. And if you don't want to work a dead-end job, the military, there's always something to do. You can go see the world and get paid to do it. Yeah. I mean, you get yeah, you might have to go to war, but, you know, as long as you do your job right and do it properly, I mean... You're you're honored, you're respected, and you can have a lot of pride in yourself for doing that. Yeah, I think it teaches a lot of good life skills that uh, some some twenty something year olds right now currently could use. They lack it. Severely. They have no idea what the hell they're doing. Right? No, <clears throat> absolutely. I totally agree with that. Steve. Can give you some direction, even <clears throat> if even if even once you're out, you say no, I don't, I don't ever want to be in the military again. But you you've learned some skills that can help you make informed decisions and and navigate your life yep and it, it uh it helped teach you what kind of man you are or what kind of woman you are and yeah. how much you're willing to endure to accomplish your goals you know yeah i think it can help you just get out and accomplish some goals because yeah i mean it took me i think i think i mean i just turned 40 this year and i'm finally feeling like i might be an adult and making, no, I'm, making things happen. I'm 43. I'm barely I'm not an adult. Man. Well, I'm, I'm just saying I'm barely getting there. Like, I mean, I'm finally got, got a decent job and life's going. Okay. And you got a cool <laughs> best friend. I do. I do. I love that. That's great. <clears throat> but no, I totally get what you're saying, man. I'll, I'll like, uh, I'll get home after this, you know, and I'll be staying in my house and my wife and son will go to bed. It'll be 11 or 12 at night. And I'll just be standing there looking around and I'm like, 
Am I even old enough to have a house and a kid <laughs> and two cars and mortgage and, you know, pets and all this bullshit? Like, am I at that point right now still, you know, like you see all these people my age, especially like people that I grew up with and they carry themselves in a different way. You know, they're structured and they're disciplined and they have, some of them have businesses that I know, you know, some of my friends from high school and I look at them and they're like, I bet they don't laugh nearly as much as I do. <laughs> Like, I fucking love to have fun, man. Yeah. You, laughing is my favorite, dude. Yeah, it's one of the best, uh, greatest medicines that there is. I totally laughter. agree with that, too, man. And I just, I love having fun. I was <clears> talking <throat> to a guy up on my route, and I told him, I said, man, listen, you only got one chance to live this life. Not everyone's going to be a professional athlete. Not everyone's going to be uh, in the in politics. Not everyone's going to be a millionaire not everyone's going to be a successful business owner there's going to be a lot of laborers because there's only so many people that are willing to push themselves or have the knowledge or the capability to drive to do them things you know so if i can make one person laugh or smile in my day i have accomplished my goal for that day i love making people laugh if i can make one person laugh and just make them feel better and just let them have that moment for the day. It makes me feel better as a person. Feels me, makes me feel accomplished. And that that it's such a minuscule thing to consider, but that is what drives me to be the person I am. Is that I can make people laugh, and I love it. Like Matt's laughing and smiling right now. <laughs> I can see it. But that's my goal every day: is to make someone laugh and smile. It's because I've seen you do it at work. Oh yeah, talking to our co-workers and some of them are buttheads and you you're still right there trying to be nice and i try man. make people's day and it's so much easier to just be nice. spread some joy instead of like some of them some of the buttheads that we work with they're just complaining about everything yeah try to put them good vibes out there every day man <clears throat> yeah. just, just laugh and be happy and be humble you know appreciate the things you do have because even if it's a little or if it's a lot you've earned it you know if you've earned a little in your life, you still earned it. Be humble. Respect the fact. If you want to get more, go get more. But what you have earned, you earned it. Be happy with that. Be be humble. Be 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 proud of the fact that you have something. There's a lot of people in this world that have fucking nothing. Yeah. A lot of people that don't have a chance to live the life you live. Even if right now in the United States, if you work a $15 an hour job and you're living in your mom's basement, you're 24 years old. Don't feel unaccomplished. It takes time to get to where, you know, to get to where I'm at. I mean, it took time. It took a lot of time to get to where I'm at. I, I'm i married to a very structured, disciplined woman, and it does help a lot. She has changed my life a lot. Of course, she does like to spend money a lot, but so do I. I like expensive shit too, but I don't spend it like she does. Like, I'll spend $150 on a pair of jeans in one shot once a year, but she'll buy 15 pair of jeans over the year that are 40 bucks, but she got a deal on them. So it's okay. Yeah. You know, and that's the difference <laughs> there, but I love her to death and she keeps me in line and, and she really appreciates the things I've done, you know, and, um, you know, like I got PTSD and the nightmares I've had, I'll wake up at, I'll wake up in the middle of the night crying because I, sweat so bad because i had a nightmare and i'll wake up sitting in the corner of the room crying and 
she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, God, you're changing the seat. You're, you're changing the sheets and my pillowcase at three in the morning for me because I had a horrible nightmare. And she's like, it's okay. You know, she's like, I understand. And that like just being around her all the time makes my life better. I love that woman did that as much shit as I give her about being old and <laughs> being, you know, very introvertal, you know, introvert and all that. And not wanting to be around people. She is my rock, man. She is the one person I can fall on. That's always going to compliment me or tell me that I fucked up or tell me that I'm just being mean. And it kind of balances me out, you know? So I really appreciate her. man. But be proud of what you have. Even if it's a little bit, be proud of it. You know, you earned it. That's a good, uh, that's a good uh, thought for the, the episode i guess yeah <clears throat> the good motto to to pick up our mantra if you want to call it that yeah i like that thank you that's good that was just off the top of my head too <laughs> not just a hat rack my friend <laughs> it also holds beanies yeah it does and and, and headphones and headphones yeah. <laughs> and you know uh, uh, that's about it yeah but uh no yeah just just be humble I, I'm, 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 I've been humbled several times in my life and I think that's one of the best things. That's one of the best attributes you can have is just to be humble. Be, be, well, the, the, the saying your mom had on our podcast, live an attitude of gratitude. Oh yeah. yeah. That is that's pretty good. Attitude one of, the, of gratitude. That's one of the best quotes I think I've ever heard anyone say, you know, and you know, it's your mom's quote from her business, high desert boss mom. Yeah. Uh, have live live an attitude of gratitude and that says it all right there just be happy for what you have you know and be willing to share that with other people so on that note we're going to get into uh what we're sitting here today talking about is uh veterans day and uh it's not memorial day it's not armed forces day it is veterans day it is the day to commemorate the men and women that have served that are still around that don't mind hearing thank you you know, it's not, it's not a hard thing to say thank you to somebody that sacrificed. <clears throat> and I've said it several times on here. They wrote out a check payable up to their life to defend your freedom, you yeah. know, and defend your rights and to make sure that we're not a Nazi Germany and we're not a, a communist China and we're not North Korea and we're not Russia. We're the United States of freaking America. We're the back-to-back World War champ, baby. <laughs> we don't lose. But the men and women that put on that uniform, that fight under the stars and stripes to defend your freedoms, be thankful for that. You know? Yeah, because, I mean, I didn't have to go. I chose not to. And a lot of other people picked up the, the sword, as you'd say, and, yeah. and went out there and did it, just like you. And you appreciate them. Yeah, I do. You know, people, you ask any veteran, I did, I did it for everyone in the United States. I did it for everyone that loves their freedom and loves their rights. And the people that I appreciate the most are the ones that appreciate what I've done or what I did or what my fellow soldiers, airmen, Marines, sailors, Coast Guard, whatever, space form. <laughs> so the people that appreciate what veterans have done are the people I appreciate because, you know, there's no, um, there's nothing wrong with 
having gratitude for someone else fighting battle. That makes sense. Yeah, I think I see where you're going. You know, and uh, I think, like I said, without the draft, people are volunteering to join the military. And, you know, I only did seven years, and I have friends that have retired. I had friends that were first sergeants. I got a friend that's a sergeant major. He's a command sergeant major. He runs a division. And, uh, you know, even down to the lowest guy that did three years and got out, my hat's off to all of them the same. It doesn't matter. You signed that. You took that, you took that enlistment oath at MEPS, which is the military enlistment something, something. I don't remember what the hell it stands for, <laughs> but it's where you go when you join the military. You go to MEPS, you, you swear in with your oath, and then you get your orders. And then, you, you know, whatever, the next day or two weeks later or whatever, you're shipped off to basic training. You know, you enlist. And uh, I was going to read you this enlistment oath really quick because every, um, this might just be Army, but I think everyone, everyone that joins the military has to take this oath, I believe, because it's not particular just to the Army. Okay. This let's, is, let's hear it. So this, this is, could be, this could be armies, but it's, most likely everybody's. I believe it's everybody's. You, you said everybody's got to take, I mean, everybody's got to take the oath when they enlist. A oath of some kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, well, it's subtitle A of general military law. So it's the United, it's the um, Uniform Code of Military Justice. Okay. So, so this is. It's in, probably everybody. This is in the military disciplinary book. And this is the oath you take when you join. It says, I, and then it has a, a space for your name. So it's I state your name, state your name. <laughs> so what movie was that? I don't remember what movie that was, it was but it's all so funny. Repeat, was that? Something repeat after me. I state your name. And it was like, I state your name. Yeah. I don't remember what the hell movie that is, but it's so funny. That's what I was thinking about when I said that. <laughs> the whole group of people, was it? Yeah. Was it? movie was that? It wasn't in the army now, was it? It could have been. Or, or Hot Shots when they made that. Could have been. One of the, it was a, I don't remember yeah, I don't that's right. what the, anyway, but <clears throat> that's all right. Let's hear the oath. So it's I state your <clears throat> name. So I'll I'll say mine. I Jacob Martin Dick do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, and that I will obey the orders of the President of the United States and the orders of the officers appointed over me according to regulations and the Uniform Code of Military Justice, so help me God. That is the enlistment oath. It's pretty simple. It is very simple, but very contractual. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's written for that purpose. Yeah. You take that oath, you better live by that oath. If the president says jump, you say, how high, sir? Yeah. <laughs> you know, not that I've ever met a president. I came close one time. I, I almost got to meet Bush over in Iraq, but. Oh, they, that's cool. They uh, he came over there for Thanksgiving, and I was here on Thanksgiving. So I guess I really didn't get to almost meet him in Iraq. <laughs> but when I he was over there in Tikrit serving Thanksgiving dinner, and uh, I was back here having Thanksgiving with my family because it was my two weeks that I got to come home. Shoot. So <clears throat> yeah, and uh, like I remember, I I remember the day I took that oath, May eighteenth, nineteen ninety eight. It was probably about noon, and it was in Lansing, Michigan, at the was, at the MEPS there recruiting I was, station. I was still in high school, and I took that oath, and uh, I got my orders, 
I walked down, uh, I walked to the recruiter. He says, take this down to the, he goes, okay, well, you know, I didn't score very high on my ASVAB. And he says, uh, so you have three options or jobs you can do in the military. Mm. He says, you can be infantry, you can be a tank mechanic, or you can be a parachute rigger. And I was like, parachute rigger, that sounds awesome. You get to pack the chutes, test them, you get to go airborne. You know, that'd be cool. He says, all right, take this down to the physician. I took it down there, and she goes, have you ever had a hernia? I said, yeah, when I was like 12. She goes, boom, stamped it, denied. Oh, denied. Dang it. Shit. I walked back out of the recruiter. I said, I'll be a tank mechanic. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think my mom could take it with me being infantry, you know. So I joined up, tank mechanic. But, yeah, I remember the day I took that oath. So you do that, and then off to basic. Off to basic. Where did you go through basic training? uh fort leonard wood missouri fort lost in the woods lost in the woods yeah dude <laughs> from may from the end of may and when i got there um i didn't leave i didn't leave right on may 18th that was the day i joined but i left for basic training like a week later and by the time i got to fort lost in the woods fort leonard wood um it was the end of may and they all had a four-day weekend for memorial day so I was stuck in reception where they bring in all the new soldiers and they put them up in barracks and they, you know, they feed you and try to teach you a few of the simple things in the military. And there's, there's drill instructors that run that place, but they're not as strict as basic training drill instructors, you know? So they teach you how to say things properly, how to act, attention, salute, and all that stuff, you know? And they had us out sling blading down a whole field of hay Hmm. in the middle of the courtyard because they needed to be cut down and they didn't have enough more for everybody and they <laughs> want everyone to work so we're all out there with sling blades that's funny and then um they show up the drill instructors show up with cattle cars they got these big old giant wagons being hauled by these big old five tons you know and they're cattle cars but they're retrofitted with bench with seats, seats and, in them. and stand-up rails and all that stuff <clears throat> so then uh they line us all up. We all got our duffel bags. We've already gotten all of our gear, you know, basic training. We get up on the bus, and the drill sergeants are like, come on, guys, we're going to have fun, man. Come on, let's get on the bus, you know. You know it's going to be a good time. You know? Let's get on there, man. It's nice to meet you guys. Get on the bus. And once the bus door shut, holy shit, it turned to hell, man. Jeez. Like, you sorry, sacks, fuck the shit, you know, <laughs> just going off on us, man. Just Everyone, they made everyone that was sitting down stand up. I mean, they made us all stand up for the whole ride. And they were just yelling at us, you know, I hope, I hope you talked to your mom last night because you ain't going to talk to her again for a while. And, you know, just going off on us. And then we got over to the main um, place where we were going to be for basic training. Uh, Bravo Company 247 is where I was. Took us into the big gymnasium and made us dump out all of our bags and re-inventory everything and put it all back in our bags. And then they sent us for haircuts and they shaved everyone's head. Except for the women. They were allowed to get it cut short or shave it off. And there was a couple of women I was in base training with that shaved their heads. Hmm. They were like G.I. Jeans, man. Them girls were badass women. <clears throat> and then, yeah, two months of hell, man. Well, I mean, it's kind of, they got to put you through a crash course on how to be a soldier and then put you out there with the rest of everybody else. Well, they got to they gotta break, so, they got to break your bullshit mentality. Yeah. And, you know, guys that come in there that were, supposed gangsters you know and people that come in that are hillbillies and people that are coming in and rough ruffians want to fight all the time and people that are coming in that are liberal that don't believe in war and that 
have all the everyone has all these different mindsets and they they're civilians their minds have been built for civilian life and then you join the military and fuck man they just they break you down they make you know this is the military you you sign the papers so we got you for two or three years whatever you enlisted for unless you severely fuck up and if you fuck up you're just gonna ruin your life like just do your time and do it well so they start teaching you you know the uh soldier's creed they teach you how to salute how to stand when to stand at attention when to wear a hat indoors when you can't wear a hat indoors um just formation formity you know just lining up just structure and they break your they break all your civilian habits they just break them down they just take them away they break you down to the lowest spot you could be at in life where you're just i hate to say it but you're like a sheep they 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 train you just to follow the leader and that's your job in the military you follow the leader yeah until you become a leader but you still have people over you all the time and you can still be an individual in the military you just got to do it the right way you know, I, I learned a long time ago in the military that you can say anything to anyone you want as long as you say it tactfully. <laughs> you know, I could call any. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, Talladega Night when Ricky Bobby when Ricky Bobby says uh, to that guy, he says, "With all due respect, that ain't that ain't worth the picture of a horse and a whale fucking or something like that." He's like, <laughs> "You can't just you can't just say whatever you want to me, Ricky Bobby." He's like, Sure as hell can. I say it with all due respect. That means I can say whatever I want. It's in the Geneva Convention. Look it up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's funny. Like, it doesn't mean you can say whatever you want, but you could say, you know, tactfully. You could use that as an example, and then on the other side of tactfully, you say, sir, um, with all due respect, I think that's a horrible decision. I don't think I want to back that decision. This is my opinion on it. And, you know, you make your decision, but I just wanted to let you know how I feel about it. So basically, I'm calling him a big fucking turd without calling him a big fucking turd. Yeah. You know, that's how you do it tactfully. You just got to do it the right way. And I've learned that really well over the years. You know, I, I, I've learned how to disrespect somebody without letting them know I disrespected <laughs> them, you know. And it's a good feeling to have sometimes when you can just talk down to somebody and they don't even know you're doing it. That's funny. You know. <clears throat> but you, uh, you know, your father was a Marine and yeah. your, your stepdad was a Marine. My grandfather, your was a grandfather Marine. was a Marine. Your mom yeah. was, you know, <laughs> fucking worked on seamen's teeth, you know, on, in the sailors and the Marines, she worked on their teeth, you know, like yes. I have so much respect. I, you know, I respected your mom anyway, because you know, you're my best friend. So she's like my second mom. She's gotta be, cause you're my best friend. But knowing the way, you know, the way she came up and doing that to help the uh the um military you know i so much more respect for her now you know even more than i did and i already respected her a ton because she's your mom you know yeah but just knowing that i mean and i'm sure growing up even growing up with uh, a grandfather and a father and was your stepdad a marine too? Mm-hmm. okay so just growing up and seeing all that from them i'm sure you know being in the civilian world you you understand the um you understand the trials they put themselves through as military people a little bit a little bit we got to i know we got to when we lived on camp pendleton we got to go and and i don't know i don't know what they were doing it was 
I don't know, not like, like take your kid to work day or whatever, but <clears throat> we got to go uh, visit my, my stepdad and while he was working and stuff, we got to meet his people, the people that he worked with. That's where I learned to play poker. Oh, geez. <laughs> with a bunch of Marines. That's a great way to teach a kid. <laughs> so I was just hanging out with, I think it was, I think that was called MSSG 11, something like that. That's two was with at the time. Yeah. You know. But yeah, being on, I mean, you just learn a lot. You just see a lot of that just being on Camp Pendleton when you're out and about going to commissary or whatever. You, I mean, everybody's there. And you, I mean, you see them running around because you're right there in the middle of the military base. Yeah. And constantly I'm, hearing them training and yeah. doing all, all their things they got to do to be prepared. Did you ever have any friends that like, in the middle of the night, one night, their dad just left because he had to go on a mission. I don't remember. I don't I remember did. anything I don't, like that. Yeah, but it happens like a that. lot. Yeah, yeah, it happens a well, lot more than people. Think. And then my stepdad, while while he was enlisted, he went on. I think I think he did two or three. Two. I think it was three. He was deployed three different times. One of them was uh, one of them was eighteen months. He was gone. Jeez. Yeah, that was the longest, longest one. And that's the sacrifice that military people make right <clears throat> there, you know. And I don't think a lot of civilians understand how much our dedication or a veteran's dedication to the military while they were in, or even now, how much it affects not just the military person, but their family, their kids, their parents, their aunts and uncles, you know. Yeah. You got to leave in the middle of the night. If you have a wife that just had a baby and you're on a QRF, which is a quick, a quick reaction force, and they, in the middle of the night, some shit happens over in Somalia or down in Argentina or Saudi Arabia or something like that, and you're one of the quick reaction force, and they say, hey, we're fucking going. You need to be here in an hour ready to go. Yeah. They just get up and leave. I think one of the, one of the, one of the deployments that was pretty close to when a lot of the conflicts started happening in the middle east was was a very very short notice yeah i remember him he was he was doing his regular stuff um i mean being because we lived on camp Pendleton at that time and he was just he had to go so yeah i think he had 20 maybe had 24 hour notice or so not like not like you gotta be ready in an hour so he was he had a little bit more notice but i swear one of them i thought i remember one of them he was gone pretty quick i was like oh shoot that uh, that middle of the night notice is pretty drastic. I don't think that happens. From I think twelve hour notice is more or less what they do yeah. the quickest. But the middle of the night notices are more for like, I think Marine Recon and or Navy SEALs, Navy SEALs or Rangers, or Rangers yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, I think they're they're up and at and gone. You know, and they marry and get involved with some of the toughest women on earth that can you know that don't mind putting up with that shit. You know, yeah. they're like, they, they understand that that's their job. They met them when they had the job and they just do it, you know, <clears throat> but they do say in the military, the hardest job in the military is being a military spouse or either way, men or women. It's the hardest job to do. Yeah. I'm sure it was pretty hard for my mom, especially trying to handle the three of us, mm-hmm. <laughs> wrangle all three of us. And I mean, that was a, I know that I did notice there was a lot of big back and forth when he was out on just the way the house ran. When he was out, when he was deployed versus when he was home. Yeah. It was, it was different. And, and your mom's got to try to be really understanding because, and he's got to try to be understanding too with everything he just did and yeah. everything he's doing to 
support the family and to try to be there for his kid. And then he leaves. And then your mom is the mother and the father. And she's, you know, trying to support and raise three kids. And then your dad comes home and then he tries to inject himself right back in. Yeah, just never left. Jump right back in the mix. And it creates a lot of hostility between uh, um, couples. Yeah. Military couples. And the women that deal with it really well are the ones that stay with the man for life. I mean, that's just, they're, they're there, you know, and they'll always be there. And they, they're the ones that understand it's just his job, you know. But let's get, let's get back to this. Uh, we're going to talk about Veterans Day today. We got, we got some numbers yeah. for everybody. So I'm going to give you a little bit of the history of Veterans Day. It's numbers and dates. Numbers and dates. So Veterans Day, originally known as Armistice Day, um, is a federal holiday in the United States observed annually on November 11th for honor- honoring military veterans of the United Armed Forces who were discharged under conditions other than dishonorable. Yeah, and I didn't know that about Veterans Day. Like, if you were dishonorably so discharged, you, were, yeah, you, you can't be a veteran. Like, no. You're not even considered a veteran if you were dishonorably discharged. No. Um, it coincides with other holidays, including Armistice Day and Remembrance Day, which are celebrated in other countries. That marked the anniversary of the end of World War One. So, if most people don't know the reason it's on eleven eleven, is because major hostilities of World War One were formally ended at the eleventh hour of the eleventh day of the eleventh month in nineteen eighteen, when the armistice with Germany went into effect. Hmm. Okay. That's why it's eleven eleven. That's why it's eleven eleven is because on the eleventh hour of the eleventh day of the eleventh month there was a ceasefire with Germany or armistice. I don't even really know what that word means, but I'm guessing it's like the like a peace treaty kind of Yeah, that's kinda of, sounds like that's when everything officially ended. Right. And it was on that day at the eleventh hour. So that's why we um use nine or eleven eleven as Veterans Day. Um at the urging of major U.S. veteran organizations, Armistice Day was renamed Veterans Day in 1954. 54? Yeah. So, I mean, it's always, it's been there since 1918, but it was officially recognized as a federal holiday in 1954. Gotcha. And it goes on to say, um, and, and it does what we already talked about. It says Veterans Day is distinct from Memorial Day. A U.S. public holiday in May, Veterans Day celebrates the service of all U.S. military veterans, while Memorial Day honors those who have died while in military service. Another military holiday that also occurs in May, Armed Forces Day, honors those currently serving in the U.S. military. Additionally, Women Veterans Day is recognized by a growing number of U.S. states that specifically honor women. Who have served in the U.S. military? Yeah, I've never heard of that one. Yeah, but it's growing. Like no. they're trying to make it a thing, and I think that women should be honored. I'm but, not sure. I'm not sure why they don't need a whole separate day, though. Right. If you're a veteran, you're you're under the Veterans yeah. Day flag. You know. So we got three of them, and they're all three that celebrate the armed forces, people of the armed forces, and we, and, uh, we I guess, I encourage everybody, and we we could say we encourage everybody to know the, know the difference, and. Uh, you celebrate your your people, your friends and family accordingly. Yep. 
But I think as far as that Women Veterans Day goes, it's good to honor people that serve. But if we pushed for an all men Veterans Day, yeah, we would never get it. It would, it would, dude, it would destroy this world. No, you'd be labeled as sexist and feminist and misogynistic, and we're bigots and. We just want to have one thing over women again, and yeah, and then the same thing if you tried to separate and be like, well, we're gonna, we're gonna so we're gonna make other ones, so we're gonna make a bunch of other ones for, for Asian Americans, for African Americans, yeah. for white people. This is gonna be you're just dragging it out yeah, more than it needs to be. It's African American Veterans Day, or, or yeah, <laughs> Asian American Veterans Day, or Caucasian American Veterans Day. Like, well, that just it's Veterans Day, like we talked about on Memorial Day. It doesn't matter race, religion, gender. None of that matters to veterans, yeah, to the military. Once, I mean, once they take that oath, you're you're a soldier. Yeah, you're part of whatever branch you joined. You're not. I mean, you're all. It's a brotherhood that you join. You're well, you're all yeah. part of that brotherhood. You're not. You're not black. You're not white. You're no. not brown. You're a soldier. You're a marine. You're, you're yeah, a airman. You're, you're a sailor. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. And if you're a Hispanic person serving in the United States military, or even an African American, or a woman, or uh, transgendered, or a male, or Asian, or even Middle Eastern serving in the United States military, if you die in combat, guess what flag's draped over your coffin? Yeah. On the way back. And when you're brought off that plane and you're brought to your family, the American flag is draped over your coffin. It does not matter what color, race, religion you are, or what gender you are. I did not know about Women Veterans Day. I didn't either. And it kind of upset me. I don't think it should be a thing. I really don't. I think if you're a veteran, be honored as a veteran. That's it. Yeah. All of us have to be honored under that flag. And we should not separate it at all. That's just my take on it. But I did not know about that. But I knew about Memorial Day and Armed Forces Day because we had talked about them in the beginning of this. So a little bit more of the history. Um, On November 11th, 1919, President Woodrow Wilson issued a message to his countrymen on the first Armistice Day in which he expressed what he felt the day meant to Americans. So I'm going to read this really quick. Okay. It's uh, three paragraphs, and it's uh, it's his message to the countrymen, to his countrymen. On the first armistice day. So a year ago today, our enemies laid down their arms in accordance with an armistice, which rendered them impotent to renew hostilities and gave to the world an assured opportunity to reconstruct its shattered order and to work out in peace, a new and more just set of international relations. The soldiers and people of the European allies had fought and endured for more than four years to uphold the barrier of civilization against the aggressions of armed force. We we ourselves had been in conflict something more than a year and a half. With splendid forgetfulness and mere personal concerns, we remodeled our industries, concentrated our financial resources, increased our agricultural output, and assembled a great many, so that at the last our power was a decisive factor in the victory. We were able to bring the vast resources 
material and moral, of a great and free people to the assistance of our associates in Europe who had suffered and sacrificed without limit in the case for which we fought. Out of this victory, there arose new possibilities of political freedom and economic concert. The war showed us the strength of great nations acting together with high purposes, and the victory of arms foretells the enduring con conquest which can be made in peace when nations act justly and in furtherance of the common interests of men. To us in America, the reflections of Armistice Day will be filed or will be filled with solemn pride in the heroism of those who died in the country's service and with gratitude for the victory, both because of the thing from which it has freed us and because of the opportunity it has given America to show her sympathy with peace and justice in the councils of nations. Hmm. Interesting. It's a pretty good little address that he Yeah, well thought out. Wrote there, yeah. Yeah, I really like that. <clears throat> so uh the United States Congress adopted a resolution on June fourth, nineteen twenty six, requesting that President Calvin Coolidge issue an annual proclamation calling for the ob observance of November eleventh with appropriate ceremonies. Um, it was approved May 13th, 1938, and it made November 11th in each year a legal holiday, a day to be dedicated to the cause of world peace and to be therefore there and to be thereafter celebrated and known as Armistice Day. So in 1945, um, a World War II veteran named Raymond Weeks from uh, Birmingham, Alabama, had the idea to expand Armistice Day to celebrate all veterans, not just those who died in World War One. Weeks led a delegation of to Weeks led a delegation to General Dwight Eisenhower, who supported the idea of National Veterans Day. Weeks led the first national celebration in 1947 in Alabama and annually until his death in 1985. That's cool. Yep. So. That's, I mean, there's a little bit more to the history of Veterans Day, but that's the gist of it, you know. And uh, I did not know that Veterans or Armistice Day was first put into place to honor the men and women who died in World War One. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't either. No. <clears throat> so you know, you learn something new every day, and that's what I love about this podcast, man. Is like we're we're constantly learning too. Yeah. You know, just finding out and researching this stuff, you know, you're really, really learning it. But that's the history of Veterans Day. And I think it's good that everyone knows that. that yeah. yeah. There's a reason why we do what we do to celebrate um, the armed forces, you know. But I know you had a few uh, things you wanted to, that you had pulled up too that you wanted to talk about, like the history of uh, just the, the, the armed forces. Yeah, yeah. So uh, groups of them. Wikipedia, on Wikipedia, there's a whole section that's got, we can, like we've used Wikipedia before. We've, we've told it. a great website. You can click on the tab and it pulls you straight to it. So if you just type in, um, <laughs> if you just look up armed, armed forces, it gives a breakdown of, of each of the different departments. So I want to go, I want to look at that. Yeah. Well, let's look at that, man. All right. I know you got it pulled up. All right. So hit me with some of these uh, <clears throat> dates and stuff. Okay. So which, so I have, it has uh, one, two, three, four, five, six different 
I guess, departments of uh, the armed forces. Okay. So uh, we'll just start. Well, we'll do, I think we'll go Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, and then Marine Corps, and then this Space Force, which yeah. sounds made up. That's, <laughs> oh my I, don't, God. I don't know why to me. It just sounds so made up. What a waste of money. So, <clears throat> all right. So I, w- I just wanted to get dates. Uh, so you know this one though. Yeah. So when, when was the army found? 1775. 1775. On here it says June 14th, yep. 1775 as the Continental Army. And then I'm guessing they just dropped Continental. And then at some the point army. And it just became. <laughs> the army. U.S. Army. Yeah. US just, army. The, just the army. Because we weren't the United States yet. It was the Continental yeah. Army. So it says, it's kind of cool. It's kind of interesting. It says United States Army. Uh, is a, it says it's a land land service branch of the United States Armed Forces, and it says and part of a civilian led department of the Army, which is led by the Secretary of the Army. Yeah, military head of the U.S. Army is the Chief of Staff of the Army, President of the United States, and then yeah, and then all the way up to <laughs> the President of the United States. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. I don't know. I mean, there's there's a bunch of other stuff on here. I don't know if we've, yeah. We don't have to get into it too deep. So if you want to, in super in-depth, you can look look that up on Wikipedia. It's got a lot of information. Yep. So let's go to. And um, I pulled up the military song. So you can go on a website. I got, I got, I got, I got on a website called alfred.com, and it has the simple piano courses for the military um, oh, okay. songs on it. And the Army's song is called uh, the Quezon's go rolling along or the army goes rolling along aka the army goes rolling along so i i, I know some of the army song i don't know the whole thing but uh, first to fight for the right and to build the nation's might and the army keeps rolling along so yeah the army keeps the, the army goes rolling along and the army goes rolling along i think i've heard that song once yeah. you said the name i'm like i think i know that one yeah so that's the army song that's cool. Okay, so the Navy, okay. which is another one. The Navy, it's got uh, a couple different dates on here. So it was it says it was originally founded the 13th of October, 1775, as the Continental Navy. So it sounds like they like that Continental Army and then the Continental Navy. Continental Navy. We weren't the United States yet. <laughs> yeah, we weren't. So, and that's that's kind of what it seems like kind of happened with some of these. So it says, according to Wikipedia, I'm not sure how accurate all of these dates are. This is that's just our source that we're using because it's easy to it's easy to navigate and easy to it's all all in one right there. It works. So 13th of October 1775, founded as the Continental Navy, Continental Navy, and then disbanded on August 1st 1785, and then reestablished as the U.S. Navy on the 20th of January 1794. That sounds about right. So it says. Uh, and here it says there's five enduring functions of the Navy. They are sea control, power pro- projection, deterrence, maritime security, and sea lift. Yep. That's, that's what it's got on here. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it makes sense. So, and then let's... So the, the Navy song is Anchors Away. That doesn't Anchors <laughs> away, my boy. Anchors away. Yeah, I know some of it. Yeah, I my think dad I've was seen, Navy in I Vietnam. think I've seen videos of a bunch of... Yeah, guys on ship singing. 
singing that. I'm sure you've heard it. I'm sure most people listening to this have heard the military songs, but they're actually pretty pretty cool songs, especially uh, the Army and Marines because they talk about battles that they had been in. Yeah. You know, so it's pretty cool. All right, so uh, next up, we're, we'll, I'll give you the date for Air Force. Got to skim through this. So it says it says interesting. It says it achieved its independence on eighteenth September, eighteenth of September, nineteen forty-seven, from the Army. So it says on here it says the Air Force broke off of the Army in 1947. Yeah, so the, the the Air Force used to be the Army's Air Corps. And okay. then they broke off and developed the Air Force in yeah. 1980, in 1947. Yeah. So, and then it says, it also gave birth to uh, Aeronautics Division, U.S. Sig- US Signal Corps, in the August 1907, I guess is another part of them. Okay. So, uh, the five core missions of the Air Force, it gives down here, Air Superiority, Global, Inte- Global Integrated Intelligence, Surveillance and Reconnaissance. Rapid global mobility, global strike, and command and control. That's freaking awesome. Those are the five core missions of the Air Force. Our Air Force is powerful. Air superiority. Yeah. yeah no that's... fucking badass. <laughs> um, so the Air Force song is called, uh, it's the U.S. Air Force, a.k.a. the Wild Blue Yonder. Wild, I've never heard that Blue song. Yonder. Yeah. But I have, a, I have an uncle. That served in Vietnam in the Air Force, and I have a cousin that was in during Iraq and Afghanistan and stuff. And I don't know if he went anywhere, but he was an air traffic controller, and he was Air Force too. So that's kind of cool. Yep. So next I got is the Coast Guard. So the Coast Guard was it looks like it was established on uh, the fourth of August or August fourth, seventeen ninety. Um, that's crazy too. Coast Guard with wooden ships. <laughs> yeah, they did. It's crazy, man. Because, I mean, those are the ships that were coming across across from England. They're all yeah. wooden ships. I just can't imagine, like, you, you said the Navy, too, and, like, in, like, what, yeah. 1775, the yeah. Navy, the Continental Navy, and it was the water support and all that, and they're yeah. on fucking pirate ships firing cannons. And Pretty that much. That was our Navy. Just like you'd see in the movie. That's crazy. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, and you think about the Navy nowadays, and it's firing just these cannons. giant steel ships that can move 100 knots an hour. Or yeah, nuts. Whatever like that. And then, what the shit, man? I can't imagine giant wooden ships out there fucking <laughs> fighting. I just can't imagine it, but that's awesome. So it says they've had some different iterations in like, 1894, they changed names, and then 1915, and 1939, and 1967. Yeah, Coast Guard's gone through a lot of transitions. Yeah, yeah. So now it, it and then it permanently transferred to, it says 2003, permanently transferred to the Department of Homeland Security. So, because that's kind of a, I guess it's kind of a here. Because, I mean, most of the time, I mean, the Army and the Army, Navy, and Air Force are all fighting. Most mostly overseas is where we see a lot of their what they're doing. Coast Guard. I think the best way to do it, the best way to say it would be, the Navy defends our waters. The Coast Guard controls our waters. Okay, that makes sense. It does have eleven missions of the Coast Guard on here. Okay, so port and waterway security, like you're saying, controls. Yep, controls with drug interdiction, aids to navigation, search and rescue. That's right. They do a lot of search and rescue. That's one of their biggest ones. Yeah, finding stupid people who think they can sail and then have you ever se- have you ever seen the movie? Um, 
Oh my God, what is it called with Kevin Costner and uh, Ashton Kutcher? Oh no, I know, I I don't remember. I haven't seen that, and I I know which one you're talking about. I cannot remember the name they're, of the movie. They're in the Coast Guard, right? Something they're, Guard, I think. I don't remember, but yeah, there's a movie. With yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. That's a great movie, by the way. I'll have to, I'll have to put that on my list. Find it. Uh, so, search and rescue, uh, living marine resources. So, marine safety. So, actually protecting the wildlife and uh, defense readiness. Uh, migration interdiction, marine environmental protection, ice operations, and law enforcement. So nice. Um, I don't see a Coast Guard song on here. That's okay. <clears throat> and then we've got the Marine Corps, which we know is the division of the Navy. Yep. Uh, 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 the movie is called The Guardian. The Guardian. Okay. The Guardian. And that's Great Kevin movie. Costner and Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. Yep. And they play. Uh, he's a Coast Guard. Uh, he's a Coast Guard uh, deep sea diver, or not a deep sea diver. He's a Coast Guard rescue swimmer. Okay, so he's the one who jumps off the. He jumps off the helicopter into the, into water, the water to save people that are ships are going down and shit. It's really, really, gotcha. really good movie. So the Marine Corps, like we said, is a division of the Navy. Looking to, Marine Corps was founded on the 10th of November, 1775 as the, again, the Continental Marines. And then disbanded in 1783 and then reestablished as the United States Marine Corps the 11th of July, uh, 1798. Nice. And their and their birthday, the Marine Corps birthday is typically the day after Veterans Day. That's kind of I think that's kind of a rolling thing. I thought it was is it November twelfth or is it November tenth? I don't know. This is on here it says it was originally founded the tenth of November. The day before or the day, so the day before. Because I think they usually I thought it was the day after. Because today's why. Veterans Day, the eleventh. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking of the day after. I, I think was, yesterday I think I seen a couple of friends that I have that were Marines that put happy birthday <laughs> Marines yesterday. Yeah. So I think they always go, they go by the original 1775 date, which is the 10th of November. Yeah, that's the first day it was found. <clears throat> so, and it's just the day before Veterans Day. Yeah. Okay. We'll take it. So that's kind of cool. Um, it doesn't have anything. Expeditionary Force, Expeditionary Brigade, Expeditionary Unit. It doesn't have anything like that. Their mission? Yeah, it doesn't fucking, have anything like the others. Fucking badass kill everybody, let God sort them out. We'll just run it like that. I know a lot of their big thing was sea, air, and land. Oh, here it is. No, no that's Navy. <clears throat> sea, air, and land is a SEAL. Yeah. That's what SEAL, that's stands, SEAL for. stands for. Yeah, sea, air, and land. But I mean, like the, like the military's, that logo is all, it's got the, it's the globe with the anchor and then the eagle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it doesn't have anything like their, like a Coast Guard had their, their 12 main missions or any of this. Yeah, I'm sure if but, you, uh, well, I think the Marine missions fall under the Navy mission. Yeah, like uh, on here it says Navy, the sea control, power projection, deterrence, mar maritime security, and sea lift. That sounds about right. So it just all just goes back to the Navy. I'll tell you what, man. Listen, I was in the Army for seven years, and I loved every bit of it. And we have the greatest Army on Earth. But our Marine Corps are full of dedicated freaking individuals. Like, when you're a soldier and you retire... I mean, yeah, you're always going to be a soldier, but you're a veteran and you kind of get away from that life. When you're a fucking Marine, you're a fucking Marine. It doesn't matter. You're a Marine for the rest of your life. Yeah. And you conduct yourself as soul. Yeah. You know, a lot of them Marines are so dedicated to 
that way of life that they never stop living that way of life a lot a lot of them are like i know my stepdad's brother was because he was a marine also mm-hmm. and uh, he i mean he had he he lived that <laughs> yeah. i remember i remember what did i say i remember i made a i made a joke joke about him because because i mean they once they're i mean they don't a lot of them don't necessarily even though after they get out of active duty they still there's they're marine you know yeah they don't say oh i used to be a marine no. They're still Marines. I'm a Marine. Yeah. 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 I retired in this year, but I'm still a Marine. I'm, they're Marines. <laughs> their haircut is Marine <clears throat> cut. They wear, they, they wear their hats. They even fold the, the, like, you got the bill and then you got the heading, like the, the brim part of the hat that goes up over your forehead. And they still fold that in just like Marines wear their regular old cap. Yeah. It's I remember, crazy. I remember a bunch of times seeing, getting up just, if I had to pee or something and being out there early, early in the morning and watching my stepdad get out he'd, have, he'd be out with the ironing board and the start and a little mirror yep creasing is making the creases nice and tight Yep, getting that starch in there making his uniforms look crisp and i he bet was, he still sticks to that when he gets out dress pants he sits there and irons them and yeah all that stuff because yeah it's a way of life man yeah i remember one of the times that i was i was doing my shout outs to veterans and the marine corps birthday i lump i put him my 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 stepdad and his brother in the in a, said a little thing that said that what i what I, how did i say they're they're not as not as lean not as mean but still a marine <laughs> well said <laughs> that goes for any marine yeah you know still a marine we have a marine that works with us now oh do we uh cory can't remember his, what his last name is the guy with the big red beard oh he, okay. he's an ex-cop an ex-marine or a marine and an ex-cop yeah I wouldn't say ex-marine. I'm not going to tell him that to his face. He's a big dude. I think I, I think I remember which which guy you're talking about. But I think he went to Afghanistan a couple of times. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's, he's a straight-up veteran, man. I respect him. That's cool. Yep. Uh, the Marine Corps' song is called The Marine's Hymn. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I've, I know I've heard that. A.K.A. The Hymn. From the Halls of Montezuma. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. I know that song. Yeah. That that's that's one of the cool songs too. I like that song. I like all the military songs. <clears throat> yeah, I thought because we've we've talked about my nerdy history on here being a band band geek and yeah. And when I was in when I was still in high school, I think I, I think I was still in high school. I thought I thought that's what I would do. I'd go play for the Marine Corps band because I'm I think that's I think at that time that's who was playing for the president. Probably it was yeah. the Marine Corps band. I thought I I thought I would do that. I'd join their German Bugle Corps. That'd have been cool. Or their band and go. That'd have been cool. <clears throat> but that you know, that uh, didn't happen. speaking of playing for the president, just uh, something off the top of my head that I remember, I was in PLDC in Fort Knox, Kentucky, which is Primary Leadership Development Course, and I was going to get my E five. So I would have been a sergeant, and uh, <clears throat> you know I was a tank mechanic. That you know everybody that goes to be a sergeant goes to PLDC. And they teach you how to lead soldiers and how to write up uh, forms and um, conduct reports and stuff like that, you know, and uh, they teach you a lot of what it takes to be a leader. And I was in there in Fort Knox and I was with people from Fort Meade, Maryland. Uh, a couple of people were from uh, the East Coast, a couple were from the West Coast. There was a guy that was in there with me that was a communication specialist. He ran uh, the telephones in the, um, just the communication center and he worked at the white house 
Oh, dang, at the White House. At the White House. And like, it, it's crazy to think how many regular soldiers and airmen and Marines that they have staffed at them places, at the warehouse, or oh, yeah. at, at the warehouse, at the White House, um, at the Pentagon. Well, Pentagon's all military anyway, but. Yeah. But all those, all was, those guys are members of the armed forces. He was telling me one time that he got a call while in the White House that the Bush sisters were lost in the basement of the White House down by the bowling alley. <laughs> we had to go down and find them and bring them out. Oh, shoot. Yeah, they got lost down there. That's kind of funny. Good. They got a bowling alley in the White House. Yeah, why not? Why well, they probably they? have a bowling alley. They have a movie theater. They probably have an <laughs> oh, arcade. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he lives in that place, and the president can't just go wherever he wants. No, or his kids. I mean, there's national security issues with that. Yeah, even it's... Obama's daughters have have uh, Secret Service with them for the rest of their life. Yeah, because, I mean, some, some whack dove is going to yeah. Get the idea. Oh, kidnap the president's kid and ransom. Hold him ransom for ransom. If not, we're going to try to get back at him for the Billy Pass. We're going to kill his daughters. You know, stupid it, crap. It's crazy what people think in this world. So the last one on here <laughs> is my favorite. Is the USSF, United States Space Force. I still, it's on here. It still baffles this, me, dude. It still seems fake that they consider a branch of the service. So let me read this. It says. Uh, Space Branch of Service of the United States Armed Forces and part part of the civilian-led Department of the Air Force, which is led by the Secretary of the Air Force. Military head of the U.S. Space Force is the Chief of, Chief of Space Operations, who is assisted by the Vice Chief of Space Operations and Senior Enlisted Advisor of the Space Force. I can't help but it laugh just, while you're reading that. It just sounds fake. It sounds oh, so geez. fucking stupid, dude. It's, it reminds me of, what's that? It's that movie, oh, they did a movie, their Space Force something, and the, but they're puppets. They're those little marionettes. Oh, is <laughs> what that? Is uh, that? Um, <laughs> I, I haven't seen the whole movie, but it reminds me of that. Oh, I can't think. I know what you're talking it's, about. It's like, it's part serious, but mostly comedy. Yeah. And they fly around and do stuff. I can't remember what the name of it is, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it makes me think of that thing. But uh, they, have a, they have a song. Really? I believe. I'm not sure if it's their song or not, but there's another song on here called Semper Paratus. Huh. And it's always ready. Okay. And then uh and then it has songs of the armed forces, a medley for solo piano. So that's interesting. So let me finish this par- this little bit of this yeah, paragraph yeah, yeah. real quick. It says that achieve independent it achieved independence on the twentieth of December twenty nineteen from the US Air Force, but directly traces its history through Air Force Space Command to September 1st, 1982, with an even earlier history trace. The Western Development Division enlisted, established the 1st of July, 1954. <laughs> so they, I guess they claim they're established in 82. I don't know which one, but, but here it says their five core competencies of Space Force are space security, combat power projection, space mobility and logistics, information mobility, and space domain awareness so i mean i mean it sounds like listen looking at it it sounds fake but if you think about it that could be that all of our satellites probably fall under their jurisdiction it could be yeah so controlling helping the information (laughs) but it sounds it sounds like they're just preparing for aliens to attack i know it just sounds it sounds silly. (laughs) that's what it sounds like dude it just sounds so silly so it seems like uh, you'd think NASA would be part of them, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, dude, that's just, I don't know. I don't understand why they even put that into effect, but whatever. It doesn't really hurt me. I mean, my life is still going to go on no matter what, but. It just, it's, it seems silly and seems fake, but. 
It's pretty but dumb. There it is. <laughs> well, pretty 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 soon they're going to come out with the women's division of the military, or the the the, the women's uh, branch of the military, and it's going to be all women that are fighting for whatever. Yeah. I mean, they're going to keep changing shit. They're going to keep coming up with new shit. But the bottom line <laughs> is, if you're a veteran, you're a veteran, unless you're space force. <laughs> <laughs> i can't i can't get on board with them being part of our group man space force i gotta try and look up that find that movie i don't even remember is it the one where the 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 little dull clay guys are like america fuck yeah that's what it, that's maybe, what it seems like remember. to me let me see if i can google yeah a see if you can find it maybe i'll find it um how long have we been talking about? uh an hour and almost an hour and 10 minutes we were in a- we got we got an hour in you want to keep it kind of short, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Veterans Day is, you know, and you know, one more thing I was going to talk about. Um, my mom. I was talking to my mom yesterday, and I was told telling her that I took the day off, you know, because, and I was telling Matt that too. Like everyone had, everyone was supposed to work on Veterans Day, but we all got the day off, and I was supposed to have the day off today. I put in an eight-hour request, so I had the day off scheduled, and then. Uh, I got the text saying that we didn't get any trailers. So we, everyone got the day off. So I called yeah. my manager. I was like, well, don't use my optional day then. Like I was going to laugh at everybody that had to work today. And I got <laughs> to sit at home for veterans day. And I was telling my mom that, and she goes, I think if you're a veteran, you should get the day off paid no matter where you work. And I said, well, mom, um, as a veteran, <clears throat> as somebody who has pride in what they did and appreciates people that thank me for what I did, no veteran in their right mind did it for free shit. Yeah. I didn't do it for a paid day off. I didn't yeah. do it. I didn't even do it to be told thank you. You know, I did it because I, I, because I signed the paper, you know, I didn't have many other choices when I yeah, was I mean, there's some, there's some people that do it for the, for the free college. Yeah. And, and like, the, I've told you that story before, yeah. like when nine 11 happened, I was under a Humvee at Fort Knox and, mm-hmm. We got out and seen the TV because I thought it was a joke. I thought somebody was, you know, you know, joshing everybody. And I got up and watched TV. We seen the second plane hit. And I turned around to my guys and I said, I hope you didn't join for the college money. I yeah. said, because we're going to going war. Going to war. I mean, that's what the military does. If you join the military expecting you will never go to war and you're just going to learn something and get paid and get to see the world, you're sadly mistaken. I mean, you got to join with the mentality that War is a very good possibility. Yeah. That's what is. the fuck the military's there for. Yeah. Is yeah, to go to not, war. It's not your free college card. It's, it's, I mean, it's the military. You join the army or you join the air force. That's, yeah. I mean, you there's join some missions there. Because war is imminent. War is always imminent. Yeah. It does not matter. And my favorite quote in the world, I have it tattooed on my arm. My favorite quote in the world is only the dead have seen the end of war. Yeah. And, uh, that has a lot of meaning to me. And I was in a, I was in a college class. I was in an English class in college trying, I was going to, for criminal, uh, criminal justice. And I was going for a degree in criminal justice. I only did like three weeks though. So, cause I got called back to work and I couldn't afford to not support my family. Yeah. And I was trying to use the last <clears throat> of my GI bill. You know, I, I, I'd already been out like seven or eight years and I only had like two years left to use my GI bill, but I was already working and I had a good job and they, uh, you know, I was going to, you only got 10 years from the day you get out to use the GI Bill or else it goes back into the system. Oh, okay. So I tried, you know, I was going to use it. I 
because I had gotten laid off from work. Things were really slow in Michigan at the time. And I did like three weeks and I got called back to work. But anyway, I was in this college class. I was in an English class. And I, the teacher said, well, you know, give us your favorite quote and tell us what it means to you. So I used that quote because it's my favorite quote. Only the dead have seen the war, seen the end of war. And she says, well, you know, that could mean not just war, war. That could mean domestic abuse. That could mean child abuse. That could mean uh, equal rights. That could mean um, affirmative action. That could mean all sorts of war that people live through. Yeah. And I said, that's fair. That's, that's well said. I said, but that's not how I think of it. I think of it as wars being fought between two countries and people giving their lives for the rights and freedoms of the people they have at home. Because everyone thinks about the U.S. military. And I know Veterans Day is what we celebrate to, to say thank you to our men and women that have served or, you know, are serving. But we don't think about why that Iraqi guy died fighting for his country. Yeah. You know, we don't think about that. And nobody will ever know because we don't follow that type of politic over there. We're not like, well, why do you fight for your country? Well, because Allah says it's the right way to do it. I'm pretty sure Allah did not say to kill a bunch of people. You know, he was a very spiritual person, you know, and he didn't say go kill everybody. So what are you fighting for? Are you fighting because you don't want democracy? You don't want Western ways in your world? I mean, them are the reasons you fight wars. We fight wars because, I mean, there's a lot of conspiracies, a lot of conspiracy theories wrapped around wars. There's a lot of theories why we fight wars. Um, a lot of them are political gain. A lot of them are, uh, capital gain. You know, there's theories out there that we fought in Vietnam for opium. There's theories out there that we fought in Iraq for control of oil, you know, which we didn't get in. So, I mean, I don't understand the conspiracy theories about it. I just know that, you know, I went to war and I lost friends and, um, no, you know, the, the politics of it go out the window when it comes down to being a veteran. I didn't have options when I was a kid or when I was a teenager. I didn't have options. I could either wait three more years to get a decent job and just scrape by, or I could have joined the military and did something with my life. And I chose the military. And I didn't do it for free shit. I didn't do it for thank yous. I didn't do it for appreciation. I did it for myself. I did it for pride. I did it for knowing that I accomplished something in my life. Most people go through entire lives thinking they've accomplished so much by buying a house and, you know, buying cars and supporting their family, which is a great way to feel accomplished. But my way of feeling accomplished was doing something with my life that not only benefited me, but it helped other people. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, you you say you didn't you didn't do it for for the accolades, <clears throat> but you know, for me, every year I will tell you thank you. No, I know, and I appreciate that, and that's why I said in the beginning of this, you're one of the people that I did it for, the people that say thank you, the people that appreciate what me and my brothers in arms on in every branch did. You know, I read that oath. You know. You, 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 you defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I mean, we're not, I mean, 
Yeah, no. And th- there are the people I do it for. You know, the people that do appreciate everything veterans did. I found those movies that I was thinking So about. what are the movies? So one of them, one of them was Thunderbirds Argo. That's one of the movies I was thinking I've, about. I've heard of they that They use one. those little puppets. Yeah. And then the other one is, is Team America World Police. Team America World Police, <laughs> yeah. No, that's America. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, you know, dude. Those are the movies that I was thinking of when I think of, that's, that's what I think of when I, when I hear that Space Force. <laughs> right. That's like, awesome, dude. Oh, I know. They, they say it's a real department, but all I can all I can picture when I hear Space Force, Space Force is uh, Donald Trump getting laughed at. I don't know why, because he kind of <laughs> pushed it through. I mean, what the fuck was he thinking? Yeah. I don't know. But uh, hey, uh, anyone listening to this, um, we do have an announcement to make. Um, uh, with work coming up in the peak season we both drive for ups yeah we're coming up to our super bar our heavy heavy time of year yeah and uh we will be working saturdays uh for the most part trying to stay ahead of the flow and uh yeah six days a week we'll be working and we're gonna have limited time to do this podcast so it will be hitting a miss for the next couple months um if we don't have to work saturday we will definitely try to get some uh content out to you guys and discuss the topic and make it through this peak season and then once peak is over we'll start back up right where we left off and just keep doing them every weekend but yeah we may have to take a little bit of a winter break we have a couple lined up that are well we have this one and the last one that we just did that are going to drop so we have two lined up to drop and uh if you're listening to this this might be the last one for a while, but we're going to, we're going to see what happens. We might have next weekend and the weekend after before the shit yeah. really hits the fan, but just a few weeks. Um, it'll only be for a few weeks, maybe a month, month and a half or so, but we're definitely going to try to keep doing them every weekend. But if, if, if all fails, um, just know that we do appreciate you listening. Uh, if you have given us feedback, uh, my neighbor has, you know, people at work have given us feedback. Uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate you listening. Um, <clears throat> it's it's been fun. It's going to keep being fun. We're not going to stop doing this. We yeah, we might have to take a little break just so we can get through our our heavy season. But we'll be we'll be recording again. But yeah, this ain't going to stop, man. We've been having too much fun doing this. Oh yeah, and like I said, we're learning. We got we want to do more interviews, get more people lined up, and do more fun interviews like yeah yeah like that episode. We oh my gosh, keep that was so much fun. Keep them as fun as that yep uh yeah we're gonna keep this we're gonna keep we're gonna keep going on and and uh just keep doing them and if you want to be a guest on our podcast let us know shoot us a shoot us a dm on instagram what is it matt yes yeah, opinions and buttholes and uh if you want to you can shoot us an email at opinions and buttholes at gmail.com remember the two ways to get a hold of us yeah I'm gonna, um i'm gonna i've got my eye on another piece of equipment that'll make it really easy to do phone interviews with so we can yeah, you don't even have to be here in studio if yeah, you want to be on your iPhone. We'll just do it FaceTime and yep. we'll get you set up and get you on here and let you put your opinions out there, man. That's what this show is. <laughs> it's opinions and buttholes. Everyone's got them, man. We just, we're going to keep doing it. And if you want to get your opinion out there, if you got something to say, that's why me and Matt started this podcast, man. We had something to say. Just hanging out as best friends. We had so many good conversations. I wish we could have recorded before we started this. Yeah. yeah. But uh, <clears throat> we had something to say. And, you know, I know we haven't gotten political. I said it on the last podcast. We're, and we're going to try not to. I mean, yeah, we still this don't want one, to. This one is, I mean, well, it's not too political, but there may be some people that might be angry about uh, 
I guess laughing at space force <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> or uh, or just just that don't support don't want to support the troops and don't think we should be sticking our nose in other people's business but i mean it is what it, it is. is what it is you know what though you're not supporting that part of the process the men, yeah because the yeah the, the men and women that signed the contract are just doing their job they're doing what they're told they're yeah. part of the military Support I support them. I support the troops. I definitely don't really support some of the president's I don't either previous decisions to send them places that they probably shouldn't have been. But I'm not gonna turn my back on our troops. Agreed. Like, any chance that I get to to show my appreciation or do anything like that. I've but always just, always done that. It's just like teachers. I don't agree with a lot of their curriculum and what they teach in school, but I still think they should be better paid. Oh yeah, for dealing with people's kids nowadays. Oh yeah, because I've got a—I mean, I've got a man, and I have a friend who's a teacher, and she's got a master's degree in education, and she doesn't even make half as much as, we, as what we do. Yeah, as a teacher with that much education. Yeah, it's crazy to teach and shape young minds. Right, it's like it's nuts. But you know, Veterans Day is for the veterans, for the people that have served and are serving, and if if nothing else, if you if you have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing else. Don't, don't say nothing at all. Yeah. Just, just be like, respectful. Just like Thumper's mom taught him in Bambi. Yep. Exactly what you said. Yeah. So, uh, uh I got, I got, so one. happy Veterans Day. Matt's going to end this on a quote for us. Yeah. Yeah. And, happy, uh, happy Veterans Day. Anybody you listen who is a veteran, thank you for your service from a civilian to, to, to you guys. Thank you so much. And from a veteran to you guys, thank you so much. Yeah. We do appreciate everything that you guys have done. Uh, when we first, when we first set up to, to record, we were, we were talking and uh, getting our our stuff situated, and uh, it reminded me of a Metallica song when, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. when we started talking about this. If you haven't if you haven't heard "Don't Tread on Me" by Metallica, look it up, crank the volume up, and play it because it's a really good song. But I wanted to read the chorus. Yep. So there's a part that says, "So be it. Threaten no more. To secure peace is to prepare for war. So be it. Settle the score. Touch me again for the words." for the words that you will ever hear evermore i yeah. just think just that just that one section to secure peace is to prepare for war yeah everybody says there's that's a big controversy too how much we spend on our military and i mean we spend the most out of anybody our budget is the biggest out of anybody in the world but at the same time our military is the largest and the most capable out of anyone's in the world completely agree. so if somebody comes after us <laughs> they better think twice i mean it's just like pearl harbor um when when the the japanese bar bombed pearl harbor i think the quote was that they they woke us they they were afraid after they did that because they woke a sleeping giant or a sleeping lion yeah something something along those lines that i mean they they knew as soon as they did it that that oh that was not a good move no not at all so back I to mean, back world war <laughs> champs baby yeah I want to, let me throw this, let me find this real quick. I can, so from on Wikipedia, it's got numbers for the 2019 budget for the U.S. Yep. military. And this scroll freaking slow. Let's go all the way. Okay. All right. So let me find this here. It was up here. Where'd it go? I swear it was right here in this first chunk. There it is right here in this first paragraph. So 2019, like I said, the highest in the world, the military budget of the United States was 
in U.S. dollars, $693 billion. That's awesome. <laughs> that is so much money. And there's controversy on that. Why we, we can cut spending. And, and I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm sure they could look at it and budget things a little better. But I mean, like, like Metallica said, to secure peace is to prepare for war. So yeah. when you know your military is well-backed and well, it's well-funded, well-backed, well, well-trained, you, I mean, you can sleep a little easier. Yeah. And, and, with, and with that said, being well-backed, um, I'm going to leave you with this. I've told Matt this before, and I think I've said it on the podcast. When I was in Iraq, just to get a letter from somebody saying thank you for what you're doing or just being told thank you on the street, um, it's, it's gratification I do not deserve, but I love getting because it justifies the seven years of my life that I gave up. I gave up my freedoms to live under a uniform code of military justice to defend your freedom. And that's how veterans live when they're in. No veteran does it for free stuff. No veteran does it for gratitude. But knowing that they are backed by a population that they spend years defending makes it easier to tolerate. Yeah. And I think um, even if you disagree with the politics of war, if you disagree with where our soldiers are sent, just remember none of them have a choice where they go. They just do what they're told because that's their job. Yep. So be thankful for that. And with that being said, that's the end of this episode. I know we kept it kind of short, but we're going we're gonna to wrap it up here because Veterans Day is a very simple day. It's a very easy day to talk about, and I think we put a lot of good information out there. I think it's a super important holiday though and i think it is very super so, important i don't like oh. how i don't like how my wife and son get the day off and i don't but <laughs> yeah my kids got the day off and it's like they what, yeah. they're in what, celebration of that they didn't do anything what did they do yeah but uh you know i do got i do have one more one more thing if we have veterans that are listening there take advantage of your resources yes go out and I get know, a free dinner yeah get your free dinner but i mean just also in i mean in general there's a lot of there's a lot of things like through the va I know a lot of a lot of veterans don't even want to bother or go go there or do things like that. Like um, like our uh, the mechanic that's filling in, he just barely filed to get his benefits. Hey, I had a long talk with him about it and got him to file. Yeah, I mean, I think we need more people to advocate for that. And he's going to get a lot of money, and he deserves it very much. So, I mean, he's because he's a marine. Yeah, not was a marine. He is. He is a Marine. Yeah. And that dude is very structured, very been through, disciplined. Been through some shit, seen some shit. Yep. That, I mean, really, the people shouldn't have to, shouldn't have to. And, I mean, like, like you said, we have a volunteer, volunteer army, we have a volunteer military for that, and people who step up so others don't have to. Yep. And there are benefits for, for the veterans out there that are awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, even if, I mean, even if you don't, qualify for the disability benefits for the for that there's still i mean healthcare with the, through the va there's still uh, home loans home loans there's still the education so yeah it's there advantage. it's there for you guys for you men and women take advantage of it very much so and well well, well said man that needs to be put out there yeah more, i think they're there for you because because you sacrificed that much yep for people like me 
And because it is not a draft, it is a voluntary service, um, whether you agree with the politics of war or the military or whatever, when you see a veteran, just say thank you. Because there's a reason you don't have to serve. Yeah. Because they did it for you. That's the end of this episode. For opinions and ball holes. Everyone's got one. I'm Jake. I'm Matt. Be kind to everyone. Peace.